Thank you for joining us at Luminous Church. And this morning, we hope that you see Jesus clearly. It's great seeing your faces. Maybe you can't see mine yet, but you will just momentarily. And so there I am. Welcome to church. Man, we're glad you're here. You're probably wondering who I am. I haven't preached here in over a month. And so here Ben Chapman is back in the pulpit. And I'm just going to tell you, I'm a little nervous about it. So I'm actually going to have a friend come help me out in just a little bit. And she's going to share her testimony this morning, and I think it's it's just such a powerful testimony, and it's it's going to be awesome. Her story um, is going to be incredible. I, I really think God's going to use it um, this morning. I really do. We're starting a new series called Brave this morning, Brave, and we're going to be looking, doing a character study over women in the Bible, and so we're going to look at the different women throughout the Bible over the next month, and then we're going to see basically how they've been courageous and how we can look at their courage and apply that and apply that to our life and, and walk out this victory in Jesus through through these courageous women. If you have your Bibles, turn, turn to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11. It says this. By faith, even Sarah herself received ability to conceive even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Let's pray again. Jesus, we need you today. Father, I just, I thank you, Lord, for Sarah. God, I thank you for her life. And Lord, I just pray this passage to us would be an encouragement. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen. Well, I want to talk about Sarah this morning. <laughs> and uh, I knew this was loose. Um, I want to talk about Sarah this morning, and I want to talk about her life. I want to give you a little background. If you have your Bibles, you can also turn to Genesis chapter 15, Genesis chapter 15. So the author of Hebrews, he begins to write about Sarah and her faith and saying that this woman was a woman of faith. This woman was a woman of courage. And so we're using the word faith. Courage and brave, they're all synonymous with each other. It's basically when an obstacle is in front of you and, and there's a fear to go through that obstacle. What it takes to get through that obstacle, it takes bravery, doesn't it? It takes courage. Have any of you ever faced any courageous moments lately? Any courageous moments? No one. Wow. Well, then this is the perfect message for you because all of you are looking at the obstacle and you're doing nothing. You're just looking at it. You're saying, I'm not going through there. No, that's scary. Why would I do that? You know, I, I love I love courage. I have a friend, a great friend who, who loves to try all sorts of food. The other day, we just had our baby girl, and she's two weeks old. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Four people excited for us and, and new life. So I appreciate that. We just had a baby girl. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. We're really excited about it. She's so cute. And a lot of you have come to our house, brought us meals, and, and hung out with us and watched Spurs games. I think Spurs are playing Thunder right now. So, so come, come. As long as you bring food, you're welcome. That's, that's the only prereq for that. 
But, I mean, some people came over this last week, and they, they brought goat cheese. Have you tried goat cheese? Like, some of you are like, yummy. Other people are like, gross. Well, so my wife has never had goat cheese, and I said, babe, you should try this goat cheese. It's awesome. I'm, I mean, it complements the food so much. I mean, you know, we're eating carnitas, and uh, carnitas, carnitas. And uh, we're doing that, and we're, we're having fun, and we're eating, and all this. And she goes, no, I don't eat that. I don't eat that. And then so her friend said, oh, you should really try it. It's really good. She goes, I'm Mexican. We don't eat that stuff. <laughs> we didn't grow up like that. You know, some people are really courageous when it comes to food, right? Other people are not so courageous in those things. But I always find it fascinating that the people who are courageous in food oftentimes lack the courage to move maybe in their faith or move in other areas of their life. And, and that's really the case, right? Because courage sometimes is, is based on our level of control. Our level of control, I can kind of dip in, try the goat cheese, I don't like it, I'll just spit it out, right? But life's not the same. Life's not necessarily like trying food. Sometimes you need a little different level of courage to move through the life that God has planned for you, don't you, church? Sometimes you just need a little bit more. And, and that's what we see in the life of Sarah. You see, in Genesis 15, God shows up to Abram. And he says this in verse 5. He said, and he brought him outside and said, Abram, look towards heaven. And the number and number the stars, if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. God made an amazing promise to Abram. Look at the stars. Look at the, the, the granules of sand. All, all this is how many children you'll have. You will be a father to many nations. Abram had yet to have any kids. And in the next chapter, we see Abram and Sarai a little frustrated, right? Because they've been trying to have a kid for some time. Can you imagine this? Um, God gives you a promise, says, you're gonna have a kid. What does the guy think? Ooh, I get to have sex, right? And so that's what he begins to do. And he begins to say, hey, let's make a baby. Let's procreate, let's do this. Well, what do you do after 40 years? You believe after God's promise. You believe that this is so true. And all he's doing week after week saying, all right, it's time, baby. It's business time. I got my business socks. It's business time. Let's do this. And you can only imagine. You can only imagine. After a while, she's getting a little disheartened. She's getting a little frustrated. There's, she's not conceiving a child. She's Getting disappointed. Well, maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe, maybe I'm just not fit. And and in chapter 16, she ends up giving Abram her maidservant Hagar and said, You know what? I just can't give you a baby. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of business time. I'm tired of all that stuff. Here, take Hagar. Take Hagar. Hagar will give you a kid. So Abram takes Hagar and they have a kid. And that was not what God had promised. Have you ever gone through life and, and you knew God promised you something? You knew God spoke something to you and, and you try to make it happen. You try to do it in your own effort and it just didn't happen like you wanted it to. And so you try to do things in your own effort or out of your flesh. Well, maybe I'll just make my own way. You, you really believe that God is going to promote you, that he's going to give you favor, that he's going to give you the job that you've been praying for. 
But you've been sitting there waiting for the job, waiting for the promotion, waiting for that thing to happen. Eventually you said, man, I'm just going to get a job on my own. So you go out and you make it happen. You get your own job. and It doesn't work out for you. Isn't that true? That's what we do. You see, when God promises, we, we know that God's faithful. We know he's amazing. But as he promises, can we trust him with the promise that God has given in chapter 17, and I realize this is a quick overview. In chapter 17, verse 5, God also said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai. Her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. King of peoples will come from her. In verse 17, Abraham fell face down. He laughed and said to himself, Will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? I love these few verses because what's happening is God gave a promise, said, I'm going to bless you. You're going to have many nations. And then he renames them. Okay, I'm going to change your name from Abram to Abraham, the father of many nations. And I'm going to change Sarai, a princess, to the princess of all, Sarah. I'm going to give, make her the mother of all. And I'm going to change her name as well. And I love Abram's faith right here. Because Abram's laughing, and yet he has enough faith to believe God. He's laughing, saying, can God really do this? But yet he had enough faith. How many of you know that when God's promised you something, when God's called you to do something, that maybe you laugh in disbelief, or maybe you laugh like it's ridiculous, but you still trust God? How many in here still trust God, even though it may not be perfect? How do I know that Abram trusts God? Because he sat on his face and he laughed. But he didn't call her Sarai anymore. He called her Sarah. You see, he recognized that God's so powerful. He's so mighty. He has so much authority. And if he's going to rename her and say this, I'm going to trust him. And so although I'm in disbelief, although I'm laughing, although I don't really believe that this is really may happen, I don't understand how his plan's going to work, but I trust him in his plan. She is Sarah, and I am Abraham. And Genesis 18, now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent with which was behind him. Verse 11, Abraham and Sarah were already very old and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed as well to herself as she thought, after I'm worn out and my Lord is old, well, I now have this pleasure. Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, well, I really have a child now that I'm old. Is anything too hard? For the Lord, is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. There is a lady in our church who's been coming to Luminous for quite some time, and she has a Sarah moment. She really has a Sarah moment. She really believes that God is able to do what he says he's going to do. And I want her to come share her story of a woman who is so courageous. Can you give it up for Taylor Ruggles as she comes up and encourage her as she shares her story. Hi, good morning, church. 
Um, as Pastor Ben said, my name is Taylor Ruggles. If you um, haven't met me, I'm going to sit, by the way, because I'm uh, pregnant and <laughs> have no breath whenever I stand. Um, I, um, if you haven't met me, I'm the one who laughs really, really loud anytime Pastor Ben or somebody says something funny. <laughs> I have a really obnoxious laugh. Um, I did not, I've been praying all week about how to share my testimony. I've shared it several times, and it's very dear to my heart. And I, I love sharing it. Um, but I really wanted the Holy Spirit to take over and do whatever he wants to do. And Pastor Ben was kind enough to say, well, you have however much time. I'm like, well, that could be dangerous. Because <laughs> I can talk a lot. Um, but anyways, um, my story is going to start from whenever I was born. Because um, um, ever since I was little, I've just had a really bad stomach. And... Um, as my mom would say, you just have a crummy stomach. You just can't really eat everything. And I, I loved to overeat. I loved to eat. And so I was just always sick. And um, it just kind of got to be a normal thing. You know, um, I just knew if I was going to eat too much or whatever, I was just going to be sick. And it was just going to be normal. And it's kind of, you know, my, my life. And um, so... And then I went through a phase in high school where I started getting hiccups and all kinds of stuff that were just getting really, really annoying. It was just getting progressively worse. And so I went to the doctor and I got what's called like an endoscope done where they put a camera in my stomach and they found out that I have what's called a hiatal hernia. And so um, that's where my stomach was two inches up into my esophagus. The little um, flap would not um, close, so acid would just go up and down freely. And I would just be sick a lot. Um, so I had to start changing my diet. I had to start changing um, a lot of things, mostly you know, giving up Cokes and things like that, or orange juice, but I love orange juice, so that was devastating. Um, <laughs> but um, the Lord gave me this amazing husband, um, David, if you haven't met David, he's um, incredible. And, that's another testimony itself. When, when Pastor Ben asked me to share my testimony, I'm like, which one? <laughs> um, but he is such a strong faith, and we, um, we ended up moving up to Syracuse, New York. And we tried out several different churches, and the Lord put us at this church called Abundant Life Christian Center. And we went, um, we didn't really know anybody. This is a massive church of about 3,000 members. And we're just kind of, in the midst of this. And the very first um, service we went to is a Holy Spirit conference. And I came from a Baptist church background, <laughs> you know, and then leading a non-denominational, which if you've ever heard Tim Hawkins says, it's just a fancy Baptist church with um, a cooler website. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, um, so I, I had never really experienced any kind of supernatural things. I mean, like my dad was healed whenever I was younger, but it was through prayer and it was pretty, um, it, it wasn't something in the norm in my life. And so I stepped into this church and they're healing people and they're praying in tongues and they're doing all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is crazy. Um, but, and it's not, and I was thinking, this is kind of cultish, but um, I knew the Lord really well. You know, I've been walking with the Lord since I was young. And he's like, this is where I want you to be. And I was like, okay, well, that's where I'll be then. Um, so I was just trusting in him. I'm like, you're going to have to explain all this other stuff to me, Lord, because I don't get it. <laughs> um, so 
I would see people get healed and I would think about my own, you know, health stuff and I was like, man, I really want that. Um, and actually during one service, I remember in, in my heart thinking, Father, I'm never going to be one of those people that you call down to the front. You know, I just know that I'm not good enough. You know, I'm just, <clears throat> that's for the special people that get chosen. But I really want that, you know. But, um, but God is so good. He's such a good father. You know, he hears the desires of our hearts. And um, so I, um, I was just growing in faith in this church. I actually did get baptized in the Holy Spirit, started speaking in tongues. And um, I'm very stubborn, so that took a while. And um, I had to figure it out for myself. <laughs> um, and I, um, I was just growing in faith. And then we heard so many messages about speaking faith and believing God and believing his word. And what his word says will come to pass if we just have faith to back it up. And so um, my husband is such a prayer warrior, you know, and we would just, every day he would just, I would be like, oh, my stomach doesn't feel good. And he'd just lay hands on my stomach and be like, healed in Jesus' name. It wasn't anything fancy or a big elaborate prayer, you know, but we just started believing for that healing. And, um, and it just became a regular little morning thing when we're getting ready in the bathroom in the morning, you know, to, to lay hands and to say, <clears throat> we're believing for healing. And then my words started to change, you know, because I used to just be like, oh, I just, I have a horrible stomach, you know. Um, and I started to change the way I speak. And so I, I would say, no, no, God's going to heal my stomach. And it, it would grow little by little. I would um, be more bold with the way I would say, no, I believe that the Lord is going to heal me. And um, in the midst of all that, and my faith is growing, um, I got baby fever. <laughs> I saw some Ice Age movie where there's like the babies coming or something. I'm like, oh, it's time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm a movie person, so I was like, Oh, I really want a baby. And in my family, you look at somebody, you become pregnant. So I'm like, this would be a snap, you know. Um, we'd already waited our two years, so we're, we were good to go. And um, so in that process, I'm thinking, oh, that would be awesome. Um, but that was not happening. Um, I was not getting pregnant. And it was just kind of crazy because, you know, that's just not normal in my family. Um, but the Lord was doing a lot of stuff in our lives and growing our faith and um and growing our marriage, and um, and so I went to, I started to get really sick, and I don't know if you know that um, sometimes when you're in the midst of faith, and you're trying to get courage, like um, Sarah, you, um, everything around you does not look like what you're speaking, you know, so I was even, I would go home and I'd sleep after work, which I only have like a part-time job. That's full on. Um, and so I, um, I just was starting to feel really horrible. I knew something was just not right in my body. You know, and I still don't know exactly what that was, but something was going on. And just my stomach was really, really awful. And, um, but I'm still, people, even my own family, because they, they've grown up with me. They just know I, have a, I had a horrible stomach. So they're like, oh, well, you just have a terrible stomach. I'm like, no, God is going to heal me. And I just um, believed in faith that he would. And um, so I had this day where we were going to church. 
We always went to the third service at 11.45. It was awesome, and because we like to sleep, especially <laughs> the beginning of our marriage, you know, so no kids yet, and we were late to the 11.45 service, <laughs> like five minutes late, so we walk into worship, and, um, you know, you would think that being disrespectful to the Lord and walking in late to worship, that you just kind of not really get into worship, but there was such a presence of the Holy Spirit, it was just like tangible. I can't really describe it, but I just walked in and I was completely just ushered into the presence of God. It was so powerful. And um, so as I um, was worshiping, I was really just loving on Jesus. And um, then after worship was over, the pastor went up to the pulpit. Um, his name's Pastor John Carter. And he um, was like, he, he actually also has prophetic gifting. So he um, was like, well, during... During the service, the Lord gave me a vision, and there's somebody here that has a hiatal hernia, and the Lord wants to heal that person. And right then, the Holy Spirit just came on me like a rush of wind, is the only way you can kind of describe it. I knew that he was talking about me. And so he's like, if you're that person, raise your hand. So I'm like, thanks, thanks. And then I'm getting ready to go up front. I'm so excited. And then one of the major elders in the church gets up and goes to pray with him. I'm like, what? Man, he's got to know Jesus better than I do. So I'm turning to my husband to try to, I'm like, should I go? And he's so clueless. I mean, God made him completely clueless. He was like, oh, no. And I'm like, thanks for the encouragement. <laughs> but you know, like, God wanted me to go in my own strength, you know. So, um, so I had to figure it out. I had to get the courage. And so um, I'm just sitting there, and I'm freaking out. I'm like, this is a big, massive church. You know, and so I was like, well, finally, there's, I saw another lady get up and go to get prayer. I'm like, hey, well, if she can do it, I can do it. So it takes a while to get down to the front because it's such a big church. So I'm working my way down the aisle, and I get down there right at the end of the prayer for this other lady, and my pastor does not see me at all. Um, he, he turns, and um, he walks back up to the stage, and I was devastated. And there was somebody around me that said, did you need healing? And I said, well, I guess I missed it. And so I walked back to the faraway chair that I'd been sitting in next to my husband. And I just, I wanted to cry. I was like, well, this is horrible. I completely missed my opportunity. The Lord wanted to heal me. And I freaked out. And I, I lost my courage. And now I'm just, it's never going to happen. Um, but God doesn't keep score. And he, you know, his... He's so merciful and so kind and so loving. So he, the pastor, as soon as he got to the pulpit, he said, you know, the Lord really laid on my heart. There's a young lady that has a hiatal hernia and that he wants to heal her. So if you know her, let her know we're praying for her. And right as he said that, I just was like shot down the aisle. <laughs> I'm like, forget all this. I'm doing it. And I ran down to the front and he looks down at me and he says, it's you. You're the person I saw in my vision. And he said, you know, the Lord healed all these other people in this church, but you are the one that he gave you the vision of. You're the one he wanted to heal. And, you know, um, it touched my heart so greatly to feel just the love that the Father had for me and seeing, you know, that he is faithful to his word. So I went up and I received healing. And I just cried for the rest of the service just because the presence of Jesus was so strong. The love of him was all over me, and I was just so blessed. Um, 
And then it was the craziest thing because the Holy Spirit dismissed the whole church. I mean, actually, 70 people went up and gave their life to the Lord after that um, in, the, in the church. And then the Holy Spirit was like, you all just need to go home. So I have no idea what the message was that day. Um, we had third service, and we just didn't get a message. But I got a pretty clear one. <laughs> so I was good to go. Um, and then we found out a couple weeks later that on that very day I conceived my baby boy, Jeremiah. So, you know, he not only loved me so much to feel my stomach, and I woke up the next morning, I could eat, drink orange juice. I turned to my husband, I said, is this the way you feel every morning? You don't feel sick every morning? I'm just, that's awesome. And not only that, but I got this precious baby that is such a gift from God. I mean, I can see the faith in what God wants to do in his life, and I'm just so blessed and just humbled that the Lord would do this for me. And I just want to encourage any of you out there, if you need healing, if you need something that's in God's word, and he said he will do it, he will do it. It may not be in your time frame. It may feel like you're 90 and you're just supposed to have a baby, you know, like Sarah. But, you know, don't don't give up because, you know, just keep speaking that faith and, and God will answer because he is faithful. So thank you. It's incredible. It's incredible. I'm going to bring Taylor up here in just a moment when we bring the worship team up. I'm going to actually have her pray over us. Um, that's just an incredible, incredible story. You know, what, what I have a responsibility of doing as your pastor is to bring people up here to share their story about what God does. And uh, I can't necessarily explain everything and everybody's experience correctly to you. Um, I could give you somewhat of a theological position on healing and why we believe in that. And I will do that. But at the end of the day, God's going to move and God's going to do things that only he can do. And we're all here or those of us who are in Jesus are a result of that. The greatest miracle that we've ever experienced is a dead life becoming new. For you to believe in a virgin birth and believe in this man, Jesus, and believe that he is who he says he is and that he did what he said he would do. And then he died and rose again for you and me so that we may have life. And you accept that, respond that you had a revelation of Jesus. That's a crazy miracle. And if you can believe that, you can believe what God has for you. You really can believe that God can do anything. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Church, let me ask that. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Not convinced you know it. One more time. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? No. No. No, there's not. There's not. And in this year, 2016, we really believed heaven would be open. We really believed that Jesus would tell us to pray a prayer. Lord Jesus, come the earth as you are in heaven. 
And Lord, would you open heaven and would we begin to see the things that you want to do on earth? Would we begin to see our loved ones saved? Would we begin to see miracles happen? Would we begin to see wounds be healed? Would we begin to see the impossible? God, would you do something only you can do? And I really believe that San Antonio, Texas needs a touch from God. I really believe that this church, this city is a city that is a sleeping giant that needs to be awakened. I really believe that God can do the impossible. I really believe that marriages are going to be healed in this church. I really believe that people are going to be renewed. They're going to be changed. I believe that ailments will be healed. I believe in emotional healing. I believe that God is going to do the impossible. Church, would you stand with me as the worship team comes up? Hebrews 11.11 says this, By faith, even Sarah herself received ability to conceive, even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Maybe you're a guest with us this morning. Maybe you're checking out this whole church thing. Maybe you're checking out Jesus this morning. What I want you to do is I would love for you to go on this journey with us. I would love for you as a guest to say, you know, that sounded pretty cool. I want to see if God really is able. Maybe you've been believing something for your life. We want you to go on this journey. It's a safe place in this church. No matter where you are, we're not going to have you do anything that you don't want to do. But we're always going to give you an opportunity to do something you've never done before. And so that's what we want for you. And so I want to bring Taylor up here and... Josh, you can back me up on keys because keys help us focus. And I would love for everybody to close their eyes this morning. As we close our eyes, we're just posturing ourselves in a way to receive from the Lord. A way to receive from God. God, what do you want to do? So I want you to just get a posture. Scripture talks about postures all the time. David got on his knees sometimes he laid down sometimes you'll see hands lifted sometimes you'll see hearts open but it requires us to get in a mind frame to begin to focus on God believing that God is going to do what he said he's going to do I love the balance because Peter came and spoke last week about how he suffered like crazy and his healing has come a little bit different and then we hear Taylor's healing in a supernatural way in a moment. I really believe that God is not a cookie cutter God. He's not a genie in the bottle that you can rub and do it my way. He's going to do it in the way that he wants to do it for you. But I do want Taylor to pray for us. And so church, if you want to receive this, I just would ask for you to just lift up your hands or stretch your hands out and I'm going to have Taylor pray just a prayer of faith over us, and let's receive that. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come before you just um, in awe of your presence, Father. Just so grateful for who you are and what you've done for us today. I just thank you, Father God, for this message. I thank you, Father God, for faith and courage and hope, and I speak that faith over this congregation, Father. I thank you, Father God, that... Um, as we come together, Father, that we will unite our faith in believing you for big things, Father. And I thank you, Lord, that you answer each prayer just as you need to in their lives, Father. 
I thank you, Father God, for giving strength to your people, Lord, to persevere through trials, Lord, to get through these times with faith, Father. And I pray, Father God, that you would help us to get into your word and to stand on your word and believe you, Father, for you said amazing, huge things in your word for us to believe, Lord, for healing, for um, miracles, for our family members to be saved, Lord, for all kinds of things. Father, so we just ask, Lord, that you would help us have the faith to speak those things over our lives, over our families, Father. We thank you, Father, for your amazing Holy Spirit that just comforts us and gives us peace. And I pray that as we go out through this week, we just have a boldness for you, Father, that we would be a blessing to those around us, Father, and that we would speak hope and life and faith in a world that needs it more now than ever, Father. And we just thank you, Father. And we thank you, Father, for Pastor Ben and his family. We speak blessing over them and healing upon Benson and Brandy, Father. And um, we just thank you, Father. We love you, Lord, in Jesus. Church, would you stay in a posture of worship? And I'm going to come back up in five minutes. And I want you just as you were receiving with your hands just an impartation of faith, I, would just, want, I just want God to just sing all over you. And, uh, and just fill you up and, and that we would reflect on his glory as, as we really believe that heaven will be open this year. Thank you for listening to this week's message. To find out more about service times, giving, and community groups that meet throughout the week, please visit us online at luminouschurch.org.